The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the appropriate use of data collection and analysis to understand who your customers really are. Joining us is Michael Schoen, who is an SVP and general manager of marketing solutions at Newstar, which is a leading global information services provider, driving the connected world forward with responsible identity resolution. And today, Michael is going to tell us about how customer data for use in marketing is evolving. Okay, here's my interview with Michael Schoen, the SVP and GM of Marketing Solutions at Newstar. Michael, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here today. Excited to have you on the show. We've spent a lot of time trying to figure out when we were going to get together, so appreciate you sticking with us and excited to learn a little bit about the use of data and what's changing today. For starters, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Newstar. Sure. So I've been at Newstar for about five years. Uh, prior to Newstar, I was at IPG Media Brands in the Cadreon unit. So I had some time in the agency world, learned a lot about programmatic advertising, a lot about how the needs of marketers have evolved over time. And really you know, joined Newstar, as I said, about five years ago, because I saw that the needs of marketers were not being met by the ad tech and martech providers at the time. And I saw a Newstar set of assets that I thought could be brought together to really provide solutions that marketers were dying for. So Newstar is a data company, and you're heading the marketing solutions vertical of that. What What is marketing solutions in your eyes? I would define Newstar a little bit more broadly. I think it's worthwhile to think of Newstar as being a company that across our different business units is focused on enabling trusted connections between companies and consumers at the moments that matter most. In the context of marketing solutions, that's about helping brands understand their consumers be able to measure and optimize and orchestrate the ways in which those consumers experience the brand. And then finally, analytics so that brands are able to measure, understand the effectiveness and really optimize their marketing spend. But we play a similar role in other businesses. So we have a similar business in risk and compliance. We're helping brands validate that the consumers they're interacting with are in fact the consumers that they purport to be. And we have businesses in security and communication solutions as well. So for marketers, I think the crux of the problem is we want as much data as we can to understand who our customers are. And it's not necessarily just understanding what our customer data is. It's trying to pinpoint the exact person to make sure that we can reach them with the right message at the right time. 
Obviously, there have been a bunch of high-profile privacy-related concerns, Facebook, Cambridge Analytica being the biggest. Talk to me about how you see the mix of privacy and the usage of data evolving for marketers. Yes, yeah, so we're certainly at an interesting point in the evolution of data. What we've seen is more brands recognize the strategic competitive advantage that comes from making good use of their data. At the same time, there have been increasing concerns around privacy and new regulations like the California Consumer Protection Act that are increasing the liabilities and risks associated with brands misusing customer data. So I think what brands are really looking for now is the opportunities in which they can leverage value from the data that consumers entrust them with, but do it in a responsible way and ensure that consumers understand the way in which their data is going to be used and that, in fact, they find that information exchange to be valuable. So you said that consumers want their data to be used in a responsible way. Talk to me about what you think of as responsible use of data. And I'll preface that question with, I think the legal answer is if you've accepted consent from a consumer, if they've checked off a box while they're signing up for a platform, then that gives you access to some of their data, but they don't necessarily know what they're opting in for, right? My mom doesn't really understand the length at which Facebook, as an example, is going to use her location data, but she's going to check off the box to be able to use Facebook because she wants to see her kids' photos. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. What is responsible to you and how do we get around the understanding or just the sort of passive acceptance of the right to use data for consumers? I think you hit on exactly the right problem, which is that simply meeting the minimum bar that may be illegally required is insufficient for brands that are really trying to strike the right balance with their consumers. The way we think about it on behalf of our clients is around what does a consumer reasonably expect? And it's that reasonable expectation test that we find to be most valuable. There are reasonable expectations both that guide the use of data as well as prohibit the use of data. So you're sharing location data that is collected in a particular context 
to be used in a completely different context for targeting ads may be unexpected by a consumer. On the other hand, we're also seeing that consumers are expecting their experiences with brands to be personalized. So there's a positive consumer expectation of the use of their data, that if I've shared my customer information with a brand like Nordstrom's in one channel, I sort of anticipate and desire that that data would be used by Nordstrom's in a different channel in order to ensure that I have a personalized experience with the brand. You raise a good point that part of the understanding of why someone would divulge their data is to optimize the experience. It provides utility. Talk to me about some of the interesting scenarios where you've seen data being used for personalization. What's the cutting edge look like? We've done some work with some retailers that are using data that may be collected through their online channel. And when those same consumers then come into a retail store and check in, this is a retail store in which consumers may identify themselves by an email address or a phone number, are able to pull the account level information they've associated with that consumer and present them in-store offers and an in-store experience that's been customized based on the historical transactions with that brand. So it really provides the sort of personalization in-store that consumers have come to expect online. It's interesting that you raise the idea of the connection of offline and online data. And you're actually referencing what your online behaviors are being used offline. Most of the times I think about the way that your offline data is being ported online. Talk to me about the flip side of the coin. How are people gathering what your offline activities are and using them for digital marketing efforts? The connectivity of offline and online has been kind of one of the original use cases for brand customer data um, through a process referred to as onboarding where providers like a new star or LiveRamp Brothers have built an identity graph that allows you to connect offline identifiers to online identifiers like cookies and mobile ad IDs. What we're finding now in the evolving use cases is looking to make that bi-directional. So again, on behalf of brands, being able to take authenticated online interactions, be they through a mobile app or through a website, and be able to tie that back to offline activities that could include, again, personalized experiences in a store, might include direct mail interactions, all in service of the goal of the brand being able to think about the consumer from a holistic perspective. So that regardless of whether the consumer is interacting in app, being exposed to an ad online, receiving a piece of direct mail or experiencing in a store, the brand is getting a complete picture of how that consumer is engaging with the brand. I think one of the things that I've struggled with in terms of data collection is, you know, with the MarTech podcast, we're relatively limited in the data we get from our consumers, from our listeners. The only thing we can get, and we're kind of at the cutting edge in terms of the way we can collect and use data, partially because the show is run by a bunch of marketers, we get down to the mobile app ID level, but it's hard to understand who the people actually are. How do you think about flushing out a data profile? What's the best practice when you have something like an email address, but not a name and not a city? Or in our case, you have a mobile app ID and you want to understand who the person is, what their job is, years of experience. How do you fill out an entire customer profile with limited amount of data? I have two thoughts there. One is that many brands faced with a similar situation where they're relatively data poor are actively pursuing strategies to try and develop richer data sets. So the typical use case for a brand that is lacking in direct consumer data are CPG companies, consumer packaging companies, that are selling through retailers, and so they typically have very little interaction with the end consumer. What we're seeing is the emergence of direct-to-consumer DTC brands that are built from the start to directly interact with consumers and get access to direct customer information. And you see some of the large CPG brands like P&G or Unilever either acquiring or pursuing similar strategies. 
because they recognize the importance of getting more customer information as they pursue their product and marketing strategies. At the same time, when you're dealing with a situation which is that you simply have limited identifiers, partners like Newstar are able to help paint a broader picture of who those consumers are. We have a number of customer segmentation schemes that could help you at the MarTech Podcast get a better perspective of who your consumers are, who are your frequent listeners, what is their backgrounds, and then if you wanted to activate on those insights, be able to run marketing campaigns as well. So walk me through the cost of enriching a data set. If you're a company like the MarTech podcast, which has limited data points, I think the term you used was data poor. We're not exactly on data welfare, but we're not data rich. (laughs) But what's the cost and the way to flush out your data so it is more actionable? It depends on whether you're initially pursuing insights or you're looking to activate against the campaigns. In both cases, Newstar will typically pursue a CPM model. So the cost will be tied to the number of records that you're looking to get insight into. So if you're dealing with 100,000 records or a million records, and then it correlates with our match rate against the data set. I understand the model. Really what I'm trying to think is for smaller brands, the ones that are more likely to be data poor, I guess there's a the case in large brands, the CPG brands who just, their model is built so they never interface with the customer. How do you think about not only what the data point is, but what is the value of a data point? Like, what do you charge for, you know, I have my list of 100,000 listeners. I have mobile app IDs. How do I map that to email job title? If I'm a CPG company and I have a sense of what the purchase frequency from a specific card is, how do I understand who that person is so I can market to them in other channels? What's the actual cost of a unit of data? Yeah. So again, it's going to vary based on the use case. Most typically, we'll think about that in the context of the marketing activations the brand is looking to pursue. For example, again, depending on the media channel, you might be looking anywhere from $0.75 to $5 CPM. So that's $0.75 per thousand records that you might be looking to activate against. That's interesting. I assume that the cost would be significantly higher. The benchmark for me is when you think about email marketing and you're doing lead generation, you're generally paying $1.50 to $3 per lead that you're enriching to get someone's email address. And then you're using multiple variables to validate that that person is in your target for an email campaign. So it's actually a little less expensive to buy digitally targetable data as opposed to something with an email address where you're doing more direct digital outreach. Exactly. Okay. Interesting stuff. And I think that's a great place for us to land the plane today. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Michael Schoen, the SVP and GM of Marketing Solutions at Newstar for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Michael is going to tell us a little bit about cross-channel measurement. And if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Michael, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is mschoen, M-S-C-H-O-E-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is newstar.com, N-E-U-S-T-A-R.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes where you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. We also have a link to our weekly newsletter and you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Michael Schoen from Newstar, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.